before God ever called me into pastoring. And I didn't evangelize much for about seven or eight years. But then in 2006, after six years of pastoring and hardly going anywhere and ministering, the Lord spoke to me to go back to the mission field. I hadn't been in the mission field in 12 years when God spoke to me in 2006. But God spoke to me years ago, and he said, he said, I've called you and ordained you a watchman. He said, and when you see the enemy approaching, he said, you lift your voice like a trumpet. He said, you sound an alarm, and he said, you warn my people. He said, you warn my people. You cry out about the evil that's fixing to come on my people and the things that are fixing to come on my people. And ever since that time I have, I've cried out. And children of God, God right now is turning people back to prayer and fasting. I don't know what happened to God's people that got them away from their relationship and their dedications and seeking the face of God. But I can tell you this, it caused the anointing and the deliverance to leave the house of God. It caused the delivering power of God. There's only one thing that brings the anointing and delivering power of the Holy Ghost. And that is fasting in prayer. Giving your body unto God. A living sacrifice that Christ can possess and flow through you to minister to people's needs in healing and deliverance. It's the only thing. It's the only thing. You know, when Jesus, uh, when his disciples tried to cast that deaf and dumb spirit out of that boy, they couldn't. Jesus walked up. And he said, what are you questioning my disciples for? The man said, Lord, I brought my son to your disciples for them to cure him or cast the spirit out of him, and they could not. Jesus just shook his head. He said, oh, you faithless, you perverse generation. He said, how long am I going to be with you? How long am I going to bear with you? He said, bring him to me. As the boy came to Jesus, the spirit tarried him, caused him to fall down on the ground. Put him in a, what he done, he put him in an epileptic fit. Jesus looked at that boy and that father cried out. He said, if you can do anything, have mercy on us and help us. Jesus said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Tonight all things are possible to him that believeth. Jesus spoke to that spirit and cast it out. The disciples come to him and said, why couldn't we cast him out? Jesus didn't say you didn't have faith. He didn't say you didn't have power. He said, because of your unbelief. And he went on and taught him. And at the end, he said, this kind cometh out, but by prayer and fasting. You know why Jesus said that? Because prayer and fasting kills 
carnal man. And carnal man is where unbelief dwells. Unbelief don't dwell in your spiritual man. Unbelief dwells in your carnal man. When the anointing of deliverance is not in your life, it's because your carnal man is too in control and too alive. When there's no faith in you to believe God's word. There's no faith in you to step into what God is trying to reveal in your life. It's because you're carnal-minded. You're carnal-minded. The word in Romans, the 8th chapter, says to be carnally-minded is death, but to be spiritually-minded is life and peace. The only way you can be spiritually-minded is the carnal man has to be put to death. The carnal man has to be put to death. And I'm going to tell you, the church has been riding a wave of flesh. The church has been riding a wave of praise and worship, and that's all good. Praise and worship has its place. But I'm going to tell you something. When praise and worship subsides, uh, there needs to be a word uh, that will set your soul on fire. Uh, there needs to be an anointing to deliver. Uh, there needs to be a power to cast out devils, uh, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, uh, and raise the dead. Uh, Jesus said, freely ye have received. Now go out there uh, and freely give. Uh, amen. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, and it's time to return back. Uh, uh, God spoke to me uh, back in the spring. Uh, he said, it's time uh, to stand in the way and see uh, and ask for the old paths. Uh, I don't know what you've been asking for, uh, but I've been asking God to turn us back uh, to the old paths. Uh, get us back on track. Uh, get us back to seeking the face of God. Uh, get us back to praying. Uh, get us back to fasting. Uh, get us back to getting uh, these things out of our lives uh, that has taken away uh, the power of God. Uh, get back uh, by God to what it takes to bring your flesh under subjection to the working of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And I'd encourage every one of you to get that word from last night. The way the Spirit moved that prophecy was so strong. I'm going to tell you something. God scared me last night. God may not scare you, but I, the Lord scares me. I said, the Lord scares me. Any of y'all afraid of the Lord? That word was so strong last night. God scared me. Hallelujah. I fear the Lord. I said, I fear the Lord. I want you to open your Bibles with me. I'm going to preach to you tonight. Hallelujah. If the Lord will allow me. I said, if the Lord will allow me. Go to Second Chronicles, the 7th chapter. I wanted to come out here tonight and preach on faith. Walk these aisles and minister and let God work miracles. God still will. If it's His mind. Amen. You know, I've been in services and I've seen preachers that they do the same thing every night. Every night. Somebody come to me one time and said, Brother Mary, you need to go hear this man. I said, my God, he's good. I said, what are you talking about? I said, my God, he can call you out. He can read your mail. He can tell you your name, your doctor's name, the conditions in your body. I said, he can. I said, yeah. I said, he can't call me out and tell me my doctor's name. I don't have one. 
Said he can't tell me the conditions in my body. I don't have any. Said he can tell you your name and your address. I said, really? I said, does he do the same thing every night? Said, yeah, I've been there seven, eight nights. And I said, he does the same thing every night. I said, he ain't real. He ain't real. No, I said, the anointing doesn't work the same way every night. The manifestation of the Spirit of God don't move the same way every night. I said, the needs of the people are different every night. I said, y'all need to learn the difference between the gift of God and a fortune-telling spirit. Some people don't know the, the, the difference between the gift of God and a spirit of divination. Hallelujah. Same spirit Paul cast out in Acts 16. That woman had that spirit of divination. My God, somebody can tell you all them things ain't nothing but a fortune-telling spirit. I want somebody to tell me something's going to build fire in my soul. Going to cause me to get on my face and seek the face of God. Going to cause me to fall on my knees and cry out to God for God to do something in my soul. I don't need somebody telling me something I already know. Well, I guess I got off on the wrong foot tonight. Said, I guess I got off on the wrong foot tonight. That's all right. I got another foot to get on. Y'all just hold with me. Hallelujah. From 2 Chronicles 7, let's go to verse 12. The Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open and my ear attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my ear and my heart shall be there perpetually. From the book of Joel, the second chapter. When you get there, say amen. Man, I feel the fire of God's Spirit in this place tonight. I feel the unction of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what, if you don't want to amen me, the Holy Ghost will. I said, if you don't want to, if you don't want this word to stir your soul, I, the Holy Ghost is going to fire my spirit to preach this. I, I feel that dominion of God. I feel that power. I, I feel that unction of the Holy Ghost I, walking up and down these aisles. I, I'm telling you, somebody leaving here tonight changed. I, somebody leaving here tonight healed. Somebody leaving here tonight I, delivered. You don't have to have somebody lay hands on you. I, the power of God can fall on you. I, heal your body. Deliver your mindset your spirit free. The power of God can overshadow you and you can come out of these doors tonight a changed individual because God Almighty has fell in your spirit. Somebody lift your hands and give God glory. Somebody give him praise tonight. Hallelujah. Glory be to the Lamb. Joel, the second chapter, 12th verse. Therefore also now saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart. God don't want your lip service. God don't want to hear 
You hear me? He said, I have a people that their, their hearts are far from me. They love me with their limbs, but their hearts are far from me. God said, turn ye even now to me. To the Lord, said the Lord, turn ye even to me with all of your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning and rend your hearts and not your garments. You can rend your garments, you can get in sackcloth, but is your heart in it? Is your heart in it? Is your spirit crying out for God to change and transform you? Rend your heart and not your garments. Turn unto the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful and slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth Him of all of the evil. Who would know if He will return and repent, leave a blessing behind Him, even a meat offering, and a drink offering unto the Lord your God. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, sanctify fast, call them a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, Assemble the elders, gather the children, those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth out of his chamber and the bride out of the closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thy heritage to reproach that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God, would you close your eyes and go to prayer with me? Father, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for the overshadowing. I thank you for the overshadowing of your word and your spirit that's in my soul tonight. God, give me utterance, give me wisdom, give me understanding now, and allow me, God, by your direction now, to put this trumpet to my lips now, and sound the alarm in Zion. Now, God, let me sound this alarm now, in thy holy mountain tonight. Now, and God, as I sound this alarm, now, Lord, you give us eyes to see now, and ears to hear now, and a heart to understand what the Spirit now, is speaking to the church. Now, awaken your body, awaken your church, Lord. God prepared your church for battle so wake up the mighty men wake up the mighty men cause your people to arise Lord and beat their pruning hooks into spears and their plowshares into swords wake up the mighty men God and cause somebody to prepare war and we give you the honor and the glory in Jesus name Amen on the 28th day of June I'd been in almost a month of fasting, seeking the face of God, and the word of the Lord come to me. God spoke inside my spirit. It's different than God just giving a message. I've had God give me great messages, but when the word of the Lord speaks inside of me, I know when God speaks to me. And God spoke to me out of Second Chronicles 7 and 14. And he said, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he said, Then will I hear from heaven. Hallelujah. And then and only then will I forgive their sin and heal their land. See, our nation right now is in trouble. Whether you realize it or not, the church is in trouble. Ichibod, which means the glory of God has departed. 
is written over 99% of the church doors in America and it's leaving some of the churches that used to know the true and the living God and now is the time there ain't but one thing to do in this kind of calamity and that's buckle down and go to war and the only way you're going to fight is through prayer and fasting and proving yourself before God and he said if my people God ain't calling on the church world out there he said my people that are called by my name he said the people that are called by the name of Jesus the people that have taken me on in baptism the people that have been made a partaker of my spirit the people that are called by my name it's time for you to humble yourselves get rid of your religious pride get rid of your haughty spirit get rid of this thing that's caused you to lift yourself up above everybody else like you something special you ain't something special you God's chosen you're God's servant you're God's servant and it's time children of God to humble ourselves down before the mighty hand of God then we walk around here with our shoulders back our head up just cause God has privileged us to taste of his grace be made a partaker of our spirit and we turn our nose up at the world. We turn our nose up at those that are bound the way some of us used to be bound. You better humble yourselves down. You better humble yourselves down and begin to seek the face of Almighty God. He said, if my people that I have chosen, my called, will humble themselves and seek my face. My God, he didn't say seek what I've already done. He said, seek my face. The face of God is what's before you. The face of God is the future. The face of God is out there. Hallelujah. People talk about seeking God's face. They don't even know what they're talking about. When God hid Moses in the rock, he said, I'll move my hand and I'll let you see my back parts. What Moses saw was what God had done. He saw what well, well, he saw. Uh, did y'all know Moses wrote the book of Genesis? Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. The only way he knew what happened was what God showed him in the cleft of that rock. He wrote what the back parts of God. But he said, no man has seen my face and lived. The face of God is what's before us. And it's time to seek the face of God. It's time to seek the face of God. The face of God is the fullness of Christ in you. It is Christ in you. The hope of glory. It's time to seek the face of God. It's time to seek the face of God. It's time to seek the face of God. He said, if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Seek my face. Seek your place in God. Seek what God's ordained for your life. Seek the place you need to be walking in. Ain't no one of us that don't have loved ones that are lost. Ain't no one of us don't have sons or daughters that need deliverance, need healing, need the bondage of Satan broken off of them. 
Every one of you in here got loved ones that are drug addicts or alcoholics or heroin addicts or crack addicts. Or they're bound by some kind of force of hell. And we do not, we ought to be ashamed of ourselves. I run around here claiming to know a healing, delivering God, claim to have the power of the Holy Ghost living in us. And we ain't got an anointing to heal a sick fly. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves. That's why God said, your nation's in trouble. Your nation's in trouble. I've shut up the heavens. I've shut up the heavens. He said, and the Holy Ghost ain't being poured out. He said, I've shut up the spiritual heavens. And he said, if I shut up the heavens, that there be no rain. There's been no Holy Ghost rain. There's been no soul-saving revivals. There's been no deliverance move of the Holy Ghost. And we still go on in religion. We still go on dead and dry. We still go on singing the songs of Zion and shouting and talking in tongues. We still go on in a form of godliness that denies the power thereof. Wake yourself up. Wake yourself up. Wake yourself up. There's a trumpet blowing tonight. There's a trumpet sounding tonight. This is what people don't want to hear. This is what God's people don't want to hear. Turn. From your wicked ways. What did he say? Turn. If I'm walking on a path like this. God says turn. Do it about face. Do it about face. God said my people. He didn't say sinners. He said, my people, my people, you've allowed wickedness, you've allowed ungodliness, you've allowed unholiness, you've allowed unrighteousness. You've allowed sin to creep in the church. You've allowed sin to creep in your homes. Uh, you're doing things you ain't got no business doing. Uh, you're thinking thoughts you ain't got no business thinking. Uh, uh, you're allowing uh, ungodliness to come in your home through your television, uh, through your computers, over your cell phones. Uh, you're allowing all kind of perversion uh, and evil uh, to come in and pollute uh, the very house. Uh, this very house. Uh, this ain't the house of God. Uh, this is the house of God. Uh, this ain't the house of God. God, uh, this is the house of God. Uh, he said, sanctify my house. Uh, 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 sanctify my house. Adultery and fornications filled the church. Anybody hear me? I said adultery and fornication has filled the church. Goes from the pulpit to the back door. God ain't going to anoint ministers standing in the pulpit. It's walking out committing adultery and fornication. I tell you what God is fixing to do. Peter said, now is the time that judgment must first begin. 
at the house of God. And God said it's going to start right here. It's going to start right here. It's going to start right here. He said, I'm going to start with the ministers. I'm going to start with those that know better. And he said, I am going to judge sin. There's sin in the camp. There's sin in the camp tonight. 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 And it's time to get it out. The Lord gave me a vision in 94. And I've seen big preachers. Some of them I was working with at that time had confidence in. And God said sin goes all the way from the little preachers up to the top and showed me big preachers that had gifts and anointings that I was working with, being in revivals with, supporting. He said there's sin in the camp. He said you walk away. I turned and walked away and never looked back. I turned and walked away and never looked back. You said, why would you do that? Because the Bible plainly teaches you that evil manners will corrupt good morals. You hang around with people that are dabbling in fornication. Preachers that are divorcing their wives and going out and getting them younger wives. I heard a preacher stand up in the pulpit and tell why ministers said, your wife ain't satisfying you. Go get you a young woman. And I've seen preachers go into divorce and leaving their wives. I ain't talking about one time, two times. I know preachers now that are going on their third and fourth and fifth marriage. I said, it's pollution. I said, it's unclean in God's sight. And I will not be a party to it. God said, come out of her. Come out of her, my people. Come out of her, my people uh, come out of her uh, and touch not the unclean thing uh, and this is what God is saying uh, he said turn from your wicked ways uh, turn from your wicked ways uh, turn from your wicked ways oh y'all getting quiet on me now y'all getting quiet on me now That's all right. Go ahead and get quiet on me. I'm still going to preach it. I said, I'm still going to preach it. Hallelujah. He said, when you humble yourself, pray, seek my face, turn from your wicked ways, he said, then will I. Not then I will then will I. There's a difference. He said, then will I forgive your sins. God ain't going to forgive sins that ain't turned from and repented of. God ain't going to forgive sins that ain't turned from and repented of. I guess I'm making some of y'all uncomfortable, but I can't help it. I can't help it. I didn't come to please you. I come to please the Lord. You say, well, Brother Metter, you just lost my offering. Will you keep it then? 
Hallelujah. Because I'm going to tell you something. God's my purse strings. God's my provision. God takes care of me. And when I hear the voice of the Lord speak to me, I was coming out here tonight to preach on faith and healing. I was coming out here to lay hands on the sick. And God worked miracles like he has all these other nights. But about 5.30, I heard the voice of the Lord speak. said, don't you leave Maryland until you declare the word of the Lord that I put in your soul. God told me on July the 7th, this is the word of the Lord to the nation at this time. This is the word of the Lord to the nation. God's people got to go back. They got to go back to prayer. They got to go back to fasting. They got to go back to getting before God and rending their hearts. He said, rend your hearts and not your garments. There's nothing wrong with praise and worship. But what's left inside of you after praise and worship? Are you sitting under a word that's teaching you how to do battle with the devil? Are you sitting under an anointing that's destroying the yokes off of your lives? It's teaching you how to plow through powers and principalities? It's teaching you how to fight with spiritual wickedness in high places? Or we all we got is a shouting of praise. There's some churches all they got in a shouting of praise. Oh, come worship with us. We got a great worship team. We got a great praise team. That's all well and good. That's got his place. But what are you going to tell me that's going to give me the strength and determination that's going to cause the anointing of God to flow up and down the avenues of my soul? What are you going to preach to me that's going to cause me to get down and seek the face of God that out of my belly is going to flow rivers of living water that out of me is going to flow rivers of living waters uh, is anybody with me tonight uh, God said if you will do this uh, if you will do this uh, if you will do this uh, he said then will I uh, hear from heaven uh, I got my ear uh, Psalms 34 says the eyes uh, of the Lord is over the righteous uh, and his ear is open unto their prayer uh, he said I'm waiting on your cry I'm waiting on your cry and he said when the cry of my people uh, comes up before me uh, I am weak come down to deliver. He said, my eyes are on the righteous. My ears open. Let me tell you something. If you're in wickedness, you ain't righteous. If you've let wicked ways... I went to a man one time and I told him. I said, you better watch what you watch on your TV in your house. He said, I'm in the privacy of my home, preacher. I ain't hurting nobody. I can do what I want to. He said, I can handle it. I said, you might handle it. I said, but the spirit you're bringing in your home, what about your 12 and 13-year-old kids? I said, you don't realize those spirits will take your kids over. And I said, your kids will become homosexuals. I said, they'll become perverts. I said, they'll become lesbians. I said, they'll become whoremongers and whores. I said, because they don't know how to fight them spirits. See, God, people dabble in stuff they ain't got no business dabbling in. 
Some of y'all will sit up and you'll watch movies about a cult. You'll watch these horror movies. They got one out right now. I don't know nothing about it. Don't want to know nothing about it. But all the headlines I'm reading said people are leaving the theaters in fear. They're leaving the theaters crying. They call it something like paranormal is what it said in the headlines. Said people are leaving these movie theaters bound with fear, crying and weeping and scared to death. People are even scared to turn their lights out in their homes anymore. Let me tell you something. Hollywood don't care nothing about you. Hollywood is full of devils, full of demons, full of the forces of hell. And it's time that God's people hit their knees and go to prayer and begin to cry out to God. Heal our land. Heal our land. Heal our land. And God said, turn to me. Turn to me with all of your hearts. Turn to me with weeping. Turn to me with prayer. Turn to me with fasting. Turn to me with mourning. Say, why should we mourn? Because the greatest nation that God has ever raised up, the devil's trying to destroy Y'all can't see spirits taking this generation over? Y'all can't see spirits taking your government over? You can't see the evils being hatched up? Let me tell you something. What's in, what's in office right now is laying the groundwork for the Antichrist. What's in office right now is laying the forerunning spirit. Hallelujah. Trying to gather all the nations together in one world government. Y'all don't know what the powers there at work. You don't know how late the hour is. You don't know the persecutions is fixing to arise. I'm talking about on American soil against Christians. Right now, Christians all over the world are being persecuted. Christians all over the world are giving their lives for the gospel. And we in America think we're going to escape. You ain't going to escape. You're going to have to have a walk with God and a faith in God that is going to stand in the face of evil and the force of Satan. Is anybody? with me tonight or am I going too far for you? Hallelujah. Isaiah 63. Everybody with me in Isaiah 63, say amen. Verse 7. I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord, the praise of the Lord according to all that the Lord hath bestowed on us, the great goodness toward the house of Israel which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving kindness. For he said, Surely they are my people, children that shall not lie, so he was their Savior. In all their afflictions he was afflicted. The angel of his presence saved them in his love and in his pity. He redeemed them. And he bare them and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Therefore he was turned to be their enemy and fought against them. Do you want God to turn and become your enemy? God said, ever I've blessed you with blessings after I've bestowed upon you my loving kindness and my tender mercies. He said, I've sent the angel of my presence to fight for you. I've carried you all the days of old. 
I, I have stood up for you and I have been your Savior. And now you have rebelled against my words. You have rebelled. You have allowed your flesh to rebel against that that I brought your way. You just like Aaron. You have made yourself gods and golden calves. And you've set up idols in your lives. And you've turned to serving your life and your riches and your blessings. Instead of the true and the living God. He said you better be careful. He said or I will turn and become your enemy. And I will fight against you. You do not want the hand of Almighty God uh, becoming your enemy. Uh, you do not want Almighty God uh, to turn and fight against you. And if God don't get our attention, if God don't get people to humble themselves and begin to seek His face, God's fixing to turn and fight. You hear me? God's fixing to fight against the greatest nation He raised up. God raised this nation up to send the gospel to the ends of the earth. He has blessed this nation far above any nation's ever been blessed. People in America don't know what poor people are. You want to know what poor people are? Go to go to India. Go to Haiti. Go to the Philippines. Go to the, go to the places where people work all day to get a handful of rice. Go where people don't have houses to live in and cars to drive. Don't have the necessities of very everyday living. And then you'll find out what poor is. Ain't nobody in America poor. Ain't nobody in America poor. You hear me? Ain't nobody in America poor. But yet we ignore the pleas to win souls. We ignore the pleas of preachers and missionaries to send the gospel. And we take our monies and we squander it on flesh. We rob God in our tithes and in our offerings. And we withhold. And God said, because you've done this... He said, I'm withholding the showers uh, from over your heads. Uh, your iniquities, your sins have found you out. Uh, you better wake yourselves up, America. Uh, God's hand is against this nation. Uh, and the only thing that's going to turn it back uh, is the, uh, the cry of the righteous. Uh, getting on their knees and calling uh, on the name of the Lord. You can receive this or not, it don't matter to me. It don't matter to me. Go with me to Joshua 24. I'm going to tell you, I'd rather come out here and preach about Jesus and preach on faith and healing. But I'm a servant of the Lord. Some of y'all liked me before tonight. Some of y'all liked this faith and miracles and deliverance that God was moving. Some of y'all liked me till tonight. That's all right. You don't have to like me as long as the Lord's well pleased with me. As long as I can hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's all I care about. Hallelujah. Because I'm going to tell you something. I bore the reproach of Jesus for 37 years, and I'll keep bearing the reproach of Jesus. Hallelujah. If i got to be a friend of this world, that makes me an enemy to God. I will not be a friend of this world for all that is in this world. is the love of the flesh, the love of the, the pride of life, and the lust of the eyes. That's all that's in this world. And I'm going to tell you something. Jesus said, in the world you shall have tribulation, but in me you shall have peace. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And what is living in me is overcoming the world. What is living in me is overcoming the world. The reason you don't 
want to fast and pray is because your flesh loves life. Your flesh loves the lust of the eyes. Your flesh loves the lust of the flesh. Your flesh loves the pride of life. Hallelujah. Joshua 24. Verse 14. Got several scriptures to read here, but that's all right. It's the word that's going to deliver you. Verse 14 of Joshua 24. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and served ye the Lord. If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose ye this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he is it, he, it is that brought us up out of, and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and would did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through whom we passed. The Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites which dwelt in the land Therefore will we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. Joshua said unto the people, listen to this 19th verse. Ye cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins if ye forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, and he will turn and do you hurt and consume you after that he hath done you good. Straight, ain't it? God said, after I've blessed you, after I've promised, prospered you, after I've raised you up, after I've given you every good thing, He said, you turn and serve strange gods. He said, I'm a jealous God. He said, thou shall have no other gods before me. Thou shall have no other gods before me. How the Lord thy God am a holy God and how the Lord thy God am a jealous God. Amen. Let me tell you something. I love my wife. I'm not jealous of my wife, but I'm jealous for my wife. Ain't a jealous bone in my body. I trust my wife, but I am jealous for my wife. She belongs to me. She belongs to me. God said, you belong to me. You belong to me. I bought you. I bought you. My blood and my body, I purchased you. I bought you from the devil. You're not your own anymore. But yet we go where we want to do, do what we want to do, say what we want to say, live how we want to live. And then if God don't move like we want Him to, what's wrong with you, God? Why ain't you moving for me? Why ain't you doing what I'm asking you to do? And God just looks back at us and says, why ain't you living like I commanded you to live? 
Mark my words. The spirit and power of Elijah is on its way to this generation. It's on its way. You know, I asked God many times, all down through the scriptures, when a holy man of God would lead God's people, they would serve God. But when, then when that man died, the people would turn to sin and idolatry. It was like they didn't remember. Just like the children of Israel, God, God showed His great hand in Egypt. Brought plagues. Brought the death of the firstborn. Opened the Red Sea. Brought them out of bondage. Give them silver and gold to the Egyptians. They came out rich. He healed their bodies. And they got out in the wilderness. Moses went up into the mountain to seek God. And Aaron built a calf. Just quick. Quickly. And I said, God, how does it happen? He said, it's a spirit of rebellion and witchcraft that cast a spell on the people. Today, there's a spirit of rebellion and witchcraft that has taken people away from the true and the living God. And they but one spirit and one power that will stand up against it. That's the spirit and power of Elijah. The spirit and power of Elijah. He said, just before the great and terrible day of the Lord come, he said, I will send you Elijah the prophet, which shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to the fathers. He said, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Can y'all not see the evil that's on our nation? You know, I told my people at my church in Alabama back in the spring, Y'all remember back in the spring, the H1N1 virus broke out in Mexico. The whole world was talking about it. And then all of a sudden, you didn't hear nothing. You didn't hear nothing. I told people in America, I said, our government, shut it up. They censored it. I said, but you mark my words, come fall, come winter. I said, this thing is going to break out with a vengeance. And it's happening right now. Eleven children died last week alone. There's been over 40-something children die in the last month and a half. And they said this is highly unusual. They said we ain't even in flu season yet. And they're already out of vaccine. What's happening? People are going to learn to trust in God. People are going to learn to trust in God. You're going to find out the only thing that's going to heal you because I'm going to tell you something. This gets you. Doctors can't help you. This thing really gets you. Doctors can't help you. The only thing you got is your hope in Jesus. That's the only thing you got. And I'm going to tell you, it's one thing for you to get sick. But it's another thing to see your child lying on the bed dying. And there ain't nothing you can do to help them. That's when people are going to bend their knees. They're going to bend their knees and they're going to go to prayer. Children of God, don't make God put you on your knees. Don't make God hurt this nation. Don't make God hurt this nation. 
Because I'm going to tell you, it's already started. After God took me into this, I saw this economic crisis we're in. It was like a whirlwind, but it was going in reverse. And I saw it, it was like it was drilling down in the ground in America. It was just going in reverse, and the economy just kept getting worse and worse and worse. But I've seen God's people hear this word. I've seen God's people begin to pray. And I've seen a huge hand come out of heaven. And I've seen him put it on the side of that whirlwind. And it was like a plan of break. And that thing started slowing down. And the more pressure God applied, the more God's people prayed, the more God's people turned back to him, the more pressure God applied to this economic disaster came to a halt. And God said, I'm going to give my people the opportunity to get ready for what's coming on the face of the earth. Only if we hearken to his voice. He said, I'm going to give them the wisdom. I'm going to give them the prosperity to get out of debt. But it's only going to come through honoring God. It's only going to come through honoring God in your tithes and offerings. It's only going to come through dedication. This ain't coming to the evil. This ain't coming to people that rob God. This is coming to the righteous. This is coming to the righteous. God said, I'm going to get my people ready. You hear me? God's going to have mercy on his people. God's going to have mercy on his people. You say, I don't believe you. I don't care whether you believe me or not. I know when God talks to me. And I'm going to tell you all this. You can receive it or not. I saw America get hit two more times. Calamities. There's going to be two more terrorist attacks hit this country. And they're going to kill into the 20 and 30 and 40,000 range. They're going to be bad. They're going to be bad. It ain't if. It's when. I believe the prayers of God's people will hold these things off till we're ready. I do. I believe it will hold them off. But I'm going to tell you something. God told me and people don't hearken to my voice. He said, I'll pull my hand back. And he said, I'll tear this country apart. He said, I will tear this country apart. He said, I will do you hurt. He said, after I've done you good, I will turn and do you hurt. I will turn and do you hurt. Amen. This is God's word. This ain't Brother Meadows' word. I'd rather preach faith. I'd rather lay hands on you for God to heal you. I'd rather see God do miracles. But I am bound. You hear me? I am bound by my calling to do what God has chosen and ordained me to do. I can do nothing else. Don't come up and tell me tonight, brother, that was a good message. This ain't a message. This is the word of the Lord to God's people at this time. And I don't want anybody to get afraid. And I don't want anybody to panic. But God's already sent out warnings for people to put back enough water 
and enough non-perishable food to last them, I think, for 30 days or thereabouts. God didn't say go crazy and go buy the grocery store out. I ministered to my church, and a lady called me up and said, Brother Matter, do you know anywhere we can buy food wholesale so we can start storing back? I said, that ain't what God said. I said, God said, get enough. He said, if you're around one of these cities or you're caught in a calamity, that you can survive two or three weeks. Because there's going to be disruption of water and electricity and gas. It don't have to hit in a big city. It can hit in a rural area. You hear me? And God said, get prepared. Get prepared. Don't rob God to do this. Just when you go to the grocery store, get you some extra water. Get you something non-perishable that will keep. Something that will sustain you. You don't have to have a five-course gourmet meal every night. We've gotten spoiled. We've gotten spoiled. The very reason we can't fast and pray or won't fast and pray anymore is our flesh is too used to eating. Amen. If my people, which are called by my name, first thing God said do is humble yourself. Quit lifting yourself up like you're somebody. Quit turning your back and your eyes away from the folks that are bound. Acting like you're something. The word humble means to humiliate yourself. And I'm going to tell you something. Ain't nothing that humiliates you more than to get down in sackcloth and ashes. <laughs> That'll humiliate you. I don't know how many of you have ever done it. I've done it. I've done it. Makes you feel dirty, nasty, unworthy. Unclean. But I'm going to tell you something. It'll make you pray. It'll make you pray. And that's what God wants. You know, all God wants is our love, our affection. He wants our attention. God created man for relationship. That's what God made man for. You know, God made this whole earth and everything in it. He didn't make it for himself. He made it for man. He made it for man. But then God made man for himself. Did you know that a spirit without a body is incomplete? So God made man. How many of y'all ever read in the in the book of Genesis it said that on the seventh day God rested? God wasn't tired. God wasn't weary. He does not get tired. He does not get weary. He does not get weak. This is God's resting place.
On the seventh day, God rested. Right here. See, we don't know how long it's been since God created man. Scientists try to tell you. But I'm going to tell you something. When man sinned, God left his resting place. We're coming again. See, y'all may think God created these heavens and earth in six days. God told me, he said, every day with the Lord is a thousand years. And a thousand years is just one day. So a day with God is a thousand of our years. So it's been 6,000 plus years since man sinned. God sanctified the seventh day forever. So when that sixth day gets dark and that seventh day begins to dawn, God one more time has got to live in man in his fullness. In his fullness. That's what God's getting me and you ready for. That's what God's getting me and you ready for. Y'all need to put out a sign. It says vacancy. <laughs> Not you, devil. Remodeled for the Holy Ghost. Rent free. Move in now. My people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I. All these conditions have to be met. You ain't going to do one and not do the others. He said, all these conditions have to be met. Then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. And I will heal their land. Don't make God hurt you. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. Don't make God get your attention. Because he will. God knows how to get your attention. I had a man tell me one time, he said, I'm so far from God. He said, I don't think God can find me. I said, you ain't far from God. He said, yeah, I am. I said, no, you're not. I said, one heartbeat. I said, God stops your heart. You'll find out how close to God you are. I said, all God's got to do is Close his hand on your breath. The Bible said your, your, your life is like a, your breath is like a vapor in God's hand. All God's got to do is close his hand. You can't get a breath. Cause your heart to skip a beat. You'll find out just how close you are to God. <laughs> Amen. You'll find out just how close you are to God. You're as far away as you think you are. 
tonight. Your heart's not right with God. Don't you walk out these doors. Don't you walk out these doors. Don't you walk out these doors. You hear me? If there's wickedness and evil in your life, you get it under the blood tonight. If there's sin in your house, let me tell you something. We want God to live in the church. We need God to get to live in our homes. You're only as spiritual and you're only as close to God as the God that lives in your house every day. If God ain't in your house, I'm talking about your natural house. And I don't know why you think God should be in your spiritual house. It's time to set your house in order. It's time to set your house in order. Amen. It's time to set your house in order. I feel the working of the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. I said, I feel the working of the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. Hallelujah. How many of y'all believe God spoke to us tonight? You believe God spoke to us tonight? Then don't turn a deaf ear. And I'll tell you this. I'm fixing to minister to some people. I feel like God wants to touch some lives and give some direction. But back when all this trouble started for our nation economically, the Lord told me, he said, I'm calling America into accountability. And the Lord told me everyone that does not turn and serve the Lord and honor the Lord in their tithe and offering, the Lord said, I'm going to strip them to nothing. You hear me? God said, I'm going to strip them to nothing. Let me tell you something. Possessions ain't worth it. Money ain't worth it. You want to know how quick God can take everything you got? You want to know how quick? Just like that. Sister, stand on your feet and raise your hands. Step out here. May the 2nd, 2003, a lightning bolt hit my house. Me. A man that fasts and prays, travels all over the world, preaches the gospel. A lightning bolt hit my house. In less than 60 seconds, there was flames from one end of my house to the other, 30 foot high. I wasn't there. Thank God my wife and my kids wasn't there. That was God's mercy. My oldest daughter had come home from college, left to go to South Carolina to visit some friends. It was about 6, 37 o'clock on a Friday night. My whole family should have been home. My daughter should have been in her bedroom. The lightning bolt hit and burned through the side of the house. Three two-by-fours together and exploded right there in that corner of the house. Everything we had in this natural life was gone in a heartbeat. And there wasn't nothing nobody could do to stop it.
Was it God's judgment? No. It was a trial to bring me into a dedication and a relationship with God that I at that time didn't know. Was it hard to walk through? Very. Very hard. Very hard. Y'all heard my wife testifying that God got her attention? That was the start of it. But God had a purpose for her. Now God has brought her into a ministry that she can preach and help people. Hallelujah. A true ministry doesn't come easy. It comes with a price. Ain't a lot of people willing to pay the hardship, the heartache, the loneliness, the prayer, the fasting. Not a whole lot of people want to give up their life. They'd rather be with family and friends. To have what God's bringing, it's going to be a lonely life. For even I, the Lord, speak to thee, my daughter. And I would say unto thee that I, the Lord, have heard thy prayer. And I have seen thy tears. And I have sent my word and brought a revival and a resurrection into thy soul and into thy mind and thy body. And I have put thee up on a path that if thou shalt walk this path between now and spring in a dedication, yea, of prayer and seeking my face, that yea, even the doors shall swing open. Yea, I, the Lord, shall begin to use thee in a mighty way. For before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest out between the knee, I, the Lord, had purposed and placed and ordained thy life. And thy will go forth in right anointing. Thy will go forth in a power of deliverance. And great shall be the word and the anointing that shall flow out of thee. But stand ye still at this time and seek my face and know that I got in preparing a great and mighty visitation to come into thy life. For this is the time, yea, that our Lord him saying, Stand still and seek my face with all of thy heart. For great is the anointing and the visitation of the Holy Ghost that is coming to those that shall seek me. Be not afraid, be not discouraged, but be this strong and strengthened. For I, the Lord, uphold thee with my strong right arm. And I shall send thee forth, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God's in this place. I'm going to tell you the Lord's in this place. How many of y'all know the Lord's in this place? My God, He's mighty in this place. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Somebody worship the Lord with me. Somebody worship the Lord with me. Somebody worship the Lord with me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Young man right here, come here. Raise your hands. There's a heart in you toward God. You love God. And I saw the Lord touch your life in this revival. Oh, hallelujah. And I see the Spirit of God moving upon you. And I see God beginning to anoint you. And I see you praying and studying your Bible more than you ever have. 
because there's a turning in your heart toward the things of God. Not that you don't love God, you do, but God's going to further turn your heart and order your steps. And I see the Lord beginning to speak to you in dreams and visions, and you're going to see them come to pass. For this is God's time, and God, from this day forward, will begin to order your steps and direct your... How? When the Spirit of the Lord speaks and enters down into you. Thank you, Lord. He's here. I said he's here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm here for one reason, children. God sent my steps this way. God sent my steps this way. I talked to Brother Eller about coming at this time last year. Wasn't God's will. Talked to him in the spring about coming. Wasn't God's will. God has sent me at this time. I have declared God's word. I've declared the working of God's spirit. Hallelujah. Young lady, will you let me pray with you? Hallelujah. You remind me of my own girls. Thank you, Jesus. Draw near to her, Jesus. God overshadow her. Oh, hallelujah. Nobody knows the conversations you've had with the Lord. Nobody knows the prayers that's come out of your heart and your lips. Everybody looks on you on the outside and judges you. But I'm going to tell you something, young lady. Your heart's toward the Lord. And there's a deep, deep-rooted love for God and the things of God. And the enemy has tried his best to destroy you. There's been a mountain of circumstances that has attacked you and attacked your life. But you just keep going. Don't you worry about what people say. Don't you worry about what people think. Because I see inside of you the very heart of God. And the Spirit of God right now strengthens you. Hallelujah. Don't you worry about pleasing man. You just please God. Hallelujah. And I can tell you everything in your life is going to be all right. I feel it. I feel it. Hallelujah. You come to God at your own time. You come to God as God bids you and God leads you. Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, glory be to the Lamb. Thank you, Lord. The Spirit of God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. And I'm going to tell you something. Brother Better loves you and Jesus loves you. You ever need help with anything? You ever need somebody you can talk to? There's my wife right there or there's me. Amen. Sometimes you need a little bit of advice other than, other than daddy. That's right. I understand these things. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I've obeyed the Lord. I obeyed the Lord last night. I obeyed the Lord tonight. 
I would encourage everybody to get that prophecy from last night. That was powerful. I mean, it was strong. And it, unless God speaks to me in the night, this will be my last service here. But I'm going to Washington, D.C. Church in the morning. Looking forward to it. I believe I'm going to have a great deliverance move down there. Looking forward to it. And y'all keep us in your prayers. But I'm going to ask you tonight. A lot of you know that I'm raising money to buy another tent. I hadn't had a tent in 10 years. Preached on it for 22 years. When God put me to pastoring in 2000, I sold all my tents, all my evangelistic equipment. Didn't think I'd need them. God told me in the spring of this year, more in the summer, he said, start raising money, get you another tent. He said, take that tent and evangelize every town within 20 miles of your church and win souls. If you want to be a part of soul winning, if you want to be a part of soul winning, I'm asking you tonight to hold my hands up. If you just want to bless a soul winner, you want to be a part of my blessing. The Bible said he that won the souls is wise. Everything you put in my hand to send me forth. To help me purchase this equipment. Every soul that I win goes to your reward. Amen. God didn't give you money to squander it on every possession you want. God gave you finances to send forth his kingdom. And send forth the word of the kingdom. Y'all listen to me closely. Your tithes don't belong to me. Your tithes belong in the house of God. So, the Bible said tithe is 10%. Y'all give the 10% to Brother Eller, I'll take the other 90%. Sound like a good deal to me. But seriously, I've obeyed the Lord. I'm a servant of the Lord. I'm not here for your finances. If I was here for your finances, I can prophesy to you. I can make you think honey will melt in your mouth. I can preach a smooth word and make you feel good. It's not what I come for. It's not what I'm about. I'm about obeying the Lord. If God's speaking to your heart, and the Lord told me, the Lord woke me up in the night, I don't usually say anything about amounts of money, but there's somebody God has dealt with ever since I've been here. You got a large offering that you could give. God woke me up early this morning and started digging with me and he's dealt with me about it all day long. Several, several hundred dollars that God wants you to invest in these souls of men. I mean several hundred. God's been talking to somebody and dealing with somebody. And I'm going to tell you something. God don't need your money. God needs your obedience. It's not your sacrifice that moves God as much as it is your obedience.
Amen. He said, your obedience is better than your sacrifice. And I'm going to stand right here. And what you want to help me with, I want you to put it in my hand. If you got something you want to give to my wife, that's fine. She's a vessel of the Lord just like I am. I'm going to tell you, if you ever get a chance to be in a service with her, be there. God is really, God's working something in her. God's really working something in her. Why? Because he's taken her into her prayer chamber. She's found a relationship with God. She's conquered these things that a lot of people are fighting. Things a lot of y'all are fighting, she's conquered. She can tell you how to get through them. But right now, I want you to stand in reverence to the Lord. Take out your offering and come right now and put it in my hand. And I know God will bless you. Bless you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate you. God bless you. Lord bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Brother Carson, stand right there just a second. God bless you. 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 God bless you, brother. God bless you. God bless you. Lord bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Lisa, I need you to come help me if you will. God bless you, brother. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This sister needs a 15 bag. Thank you, Jesus.